vives en Virginia. Si recibiste la vacuna contra COVID-19, sigues estando protegido. Este otoño estaremos poniendo dosis de refuerzo para ayudar a prolongar esa protección. No olvides que el Departamento de Salud de Virginia sigue siendo tu mejor fuente de información sobre el COVID-19. Para saber si puedes recibir la dosis de refuerzo y programar una cita, visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Este es un mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Podeskew Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Paul Askew Podcast. I'm Rico, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rue CJ. How are you? For fuck's sake, that is exactly why you don't open this show on a regular basis. Jesus uh, Christ, that was god awfully terrible. Oh, that was so awful. You bit me like a crock and cracking me off. All right, enough, Steve Irwin. Shut the fuck up. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick it up. I'm gonna- <laughs> I see a croc coming at me. I'm gonna stick my finger up his butthole. His cloaca or whatever the hell it's called. Cloaca. Yeah. Why Why are we being terrible to the whole continent of Australia? Why, why am I be the crocodile dumdy? Um, yeah, exactly. Because um, uh, we have another letter from our koala respondent Jay. She She has sent a another. Another letter, another condition of life in Australia, and uh, but but instead of but. just you and I spreading this out to the world, she's decided to join us. Hi, Jay. Hi, boys. G'day. Greetings from down under, everyone. Okay, so <laughs> on a on a one to ten, ten being the best and one being terrible. How? God awfully insensitive and offensive was that intro that Rico just did. It was brilliant. I'm literally crying, and the show has not even started. What I am already crying. It was very good. I give it a, I give it an eight and a half, Rico. Oh, she just fucking loves us too much because that was like a <laughs> negative eight and a half. Fuck you. That was terrible. No, CJ, it was me, awesome. CJ, let me hear you do an accent. Of anything. No, because I'm not the one that claims to be the impressionist around here, so... Hey, to be fair, Australian is fucking hard because, like, it's... You almost want to, write like, go British and then kind of, like, Cockney, and then you're, like... You're, like, one step away from going, Good night! Good night, governor! Just do do Henry with a southern accent. You'll be fine. (laughs) My movies are amazing. (laughs) There you go. You got it. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh god. I don't want I don't want to do an Australian accent where it's obviously like someone just watched that clip of Jim Carrey mistaking Austrian with Australian. He's oh like, right, well, right. Good eye, Mike. Like just so Oh, that was terrible. That was well, terrible. but see, I think that was meant to be terrible. Like that's the thing. <laughs> right. It was way I... worse than that though. 
but unfortunately there are dumb and dumber people that watch dumb and dumber and think that that's how you do an Australian. My, honestly, just for a brief second, in order to like get the cadence of an Australian accent, I watched Gary Oldman try and do an Australian accent in front of Tony Collette and she nodded. And I'm like, it, you know, if a Brit who could do every accent on the planet can do a fucking decent Aussie and have Tony Collette be like, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Then I think that that's my way of getting that first layer and then watching the Aussies like Russell and fucking right. Tony and Chris, all the, the, how many fucking Hemsworths are there? 32 fucking oh, 37? 37. Of them by now. Oh there's so many of them. There's there's 37 of them. Yeah. <laughs> but Chris um, Hemsworth's like Australian rather... accent is is weird because it's it's low and guttural and you know it's all you know I'm, I'm, because he throws in that old like you know I'm full, you know, got a fun <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. It's like motherfucker, you should sound like you're from fucking Sweden or Norway. Like my name is a Thor. <laughs> I'm from a Sweden. <laughs> What the fuck? All right. Before we offend anyone else that might listen to the show, because we actually do have a small fan base in the Norway region. So um, let's move on. Uh, And we are going back to Oz. We're returning to Oz, if you will. And Jay, you've been kind enough to write us another one of your wonderfully penned uh, reports, except that the only the only problem with this one is that we seem to be missing the first part. So, uh, yeah. Um. Do you need yep, to fill us? There you is to... a reason. There is a reason, and okay. I will share with you what that reason is in a little bit. Um. But yeah, I thought you said something amazing. You said. Do you want us to keep spinning your yarns or would you like a turn at the loom? And I'd really love just to be able to tell you this one part myself. I think it'll be good group therapy, I feel. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> just for the record, Rico nor I are licensed therapists. So those of you listening, please, you know, we, we've always said we'll talk to you, but we are not licensed therapists. Okay. This legal disclaimer. <laughs> Out the window, if we're we good were, there. If we were, we would just try to prescribe each other drugs. So that's the only thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What drugs? Which Zola drugs? for sure. Shit. Oh. No, I Zoloff fucked with my disability the last time I took it. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, so. Zoloff made me want to kill myself. Fuck fuck Zoloff. Zoloff <laughs> Z- all right. Very quick. I we're not even we're not even started yet and we're off the rails. But <laughs> Zoloft, one of the one of the classified side effects of Zoloft is insomnia. Mm. But pills like that in general tend to fuck with me because my disability is neurologically based. So mm-hmm. I took one Zoloft pill and was up for three days. <gasps> oh my so, God. yeah. Did you get the Zoloft pill from a crackhead? No, I got, like... no I got it from my doctor. Is your doctor a crackhead dealer? No. <laughs> okay. So, Zoloft, no, no, thank you. All right. That said. Shit. Why don't we let the uh, the writer, if you will, uh, you're start. a writer, man. Writer, man. All right, um, Jay. The floor is yours. Floor is okay. yours, dear. Go. Alrighty. Well, good day and greetings from down under, one and all, from your country koala respondent from Oz, Jay. <laughs> May this latest love letter find you all safe, well, and plague free. 
Not unlike the rest of the planet, we too were in lockdown, so sadly no campfire corroborees at my joint, for a little bit anyway. That, together with my own self-imposed isolation in the penalty box for distressing my heroes so much with my last report from Oz. I'm here not merely to atone, but to update you all on the exciting news. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before you get to the news, Enrico, back me up here. We didn't put you in any penalty box. <laughs> we put the I rest. I felt so bad upsetting Rico so much. Oh we put the God. we put the girls in the penalty box. But you, you were lame. upset me. I was upset for you. That yeah, was yeah. the difference. I know. And you I can know ask CJ people. whenever it's like, oh, I'm sorry, someone said what to my friend. Oh no. Oh yeah, we we're not going to get into the details, but there's a certain situation going on right now where he's very. I have an issue with somebody, and Rico's upset because I'm, of it. I'm being the, I'm being the mama bear. Like yeah. that's really what I am. Oh, that's what's so sweet about you. I I adore you for it, Rico. I truly do. And oh. it, it I, I felt so bad, but it was you seem to be able to see that what everyone else couldn't, and yeah, it meant a lot to me. So well, I I appreciate. It. I look, I got the best interest for you, but I think it's it's mostly because I. I've been in too many relationships where that has happened on a serious level. You, I mean, whether, whatever it is, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, if you're over it, I'm over it, but yeah, I've, I've been faced with that reality of abuse and rape and, and sexual assault just as a shoulder to cry on. So Mm. to hear it as used as sort of a, a, a shitty joke, a shitty prank. Mm. I mean, exactly. I, I, it, they were not being malicious. I acknowledge that. I, be, I know they were not trying to put you in harm's way, but I don't think they thought everything through. And and I, think was, I agree. And for those not familiar with what we're talking about, um, if you want context before you continue listening to this, pause here, go listen to Return <laughs> to Oz, Pussies Galore, and then come oh, back God. and listen to this. <laughs> But if you don't need context, just keep going right with us keep right on. now. And Jay, go ahead whenever you're ready. Okay. Yes, folks. That's right. Our Potterskew Pissed Parties are back. And boy, we've had several, as you'll hear about soon enough. But firstly, an update on our adorable Potterskew Pussy Pack. My now not-so-little angels are thriving and growing bigger and stronger every single day. Smoky the biggest and fast becoming the tubbiest, making certain he eats first so he can attempt to raid his brother's dishes also. (laughs) That's when I'm forced to intervene to ensure our little Aussie battler Rico gets his din-dins all to himself. It's nice to know I'm not the fucking fat one in this context (laughs) for once. For once. (laughs) No, that's Smokey's department. It's all the uh, munchies. I think he's eaten too many munchies. Yeah, can I say that, by the way? Rico and I have seen Smoke. We have we visually seen Mm. the man when we talk to him. For as high as he is on a regular basis, he is skinny as fuck. Beefcake. He's so well maintained and so muscly. And yes, I agree. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Go ahead. Moving on. (laughs) Steffi Steffi patiently awaits on standby for the chaos to subside before she even attempts to get in on hers. But my sweet little CJ, who now only eats if he's sitting right next to me, 
all whilst I lovingly stroke and scratch his neck and tell him how beautiful he is and how much I adore my little man. We have many cuddles and kisses before insisting on returning to his brothers for a playful rumble and their usual shenanigans in the yard. <laughs> you gotta be fucking like your 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 namesake has the lowest self esteem. It's gotta be coaxed into fucking eating. No, it 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 sounds like me. That's pretty accurate. So. <laughs> Go ahead. That's just- that's where it's why you're so skinny, CJ. It's just yeah. no one fucking pays you enough compliments while you're eating a sandwich. No, but the well, the low self-esteem part. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Steffi's now spending less and less time here with her kids of late. They've become increasingly independent, and sadly, I feel it's becoming time to separate and say goodbye to my adorable little pussy pack. Lately, Steffi seems to agree as every time she comes home for dinner, she's been growling at them, warning them to keep their distance from her for some unknown reason. Social distancing, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) But the babies are so incredibly gentle and sweet. They're never biting nor scratching her or me once. Each one will make a wonderful addition to any family wherever wherever they may eventually end up and calling their forever home. So here now is some breaking and heartbreaking news from my Pussy Pack family. No, no, no. <laughs> Since writing this intro, my beautiful little man CJ is no longer with us. Oh. What Don't happened? be sad, everyone. He's Fuck still you. alive as well. So, I'm going to be sad. What are, you, what are you talking about? What happened? Don't be sad. He's alive and well. He's oh. just no longer residing with us here. Fuck you, Jay. I... Yeah, you said you were. <laughs> wait, you, you told me you were keeping me. Okay. So I was concerned when my little CJ didn't come home for tea with his brothers one night. Whilst I had what seemed like a million other things to worry and stress about, my only concern and distress that night was for my little grey ball of sunshine, CJ. Where is he? Why didn't he come home for num-nums and cuddles and love from me? I paced and monitored his bed, awaiting his arrival home after being cheekily out on the town all night. But his dish remained untouched, even by Smokey. Steffi was on high alert, meowing loudly for him into the wee hours of the morning, much to my neighbour's dog's annoyance, causing him to howl even bloody louder than usual. Fuck that dog. (laughs) Thoughts of disasters and feral animal attacks raced through my mind as I tossed and turned all night long. It was then that I remembered a dream that I'd had about searching for my missing CJ, one which I actually mentioned to his namesake the next morning just in passing. Do you remember? No, I don't. No, I I don't. I mentioned it on DMs. I said, I had this dream last night. I was looking around everywhere for, for... little CJ, I couldn't find him anywhere. And then I went, oh my God, it's actually happened. So just as I had done in my dream, I awoke early and began a door-to-door search. I showed little CJ's picture up and down my neighboring streets, each home hesitant to even open the doors to me or get close enough to even look at his many pictures thanks to our current COVID pestilence. I began to panic, I began to panic more and more, become more and more frantic Distressed and heartbroken as the day progressed, I started to cry as I thought of how I was going to break this disheartening and heartbreaking news 
to you all, and in particular, his namesake CJ, whom eerily had just checked on the little guy's welfare with me the day before. Do you remember when I sent you the pictures? Yeah, that I well, the yes, yes, yeah. I looked to the heavens as I sobbed and cried. Where are CJ? And when and it was then and only then did it hit me like a thunderbolt. The only house I hadn't managed to find anywhere anyone home at earlier on in my panicked rounds. Recently, as my little angels had grown bigger and more adventurous. They were making their way over my fence and venturing out onto the footpath in the grass out the front. A little girl and her mother would walk past each day and not unlike myself, had become enchanted with my little balls of grey fuzzy sunshine. But being still a little skittish around strangers, they refused to approach her. So I told her if she'd like, I would leave a box of treats on my lawn for her to take, just some out and coax them over for a little pat. And eventually, if they trusted her, a cuddle. Secretly, I was hoping the additional positive human contact would be good for them. She too was also taken by CJ's beauty and friendly charm. He quickly knew her Who is and he? her daily treat. He he knew <laughs> her and her daily treat offerings. And being the most sociable of the pack, he was actually he would actually run over to her and grab first dibs of her little hand-fed gifts. I began to run towards the two, large two-story house. All the doors and windows were tightly shut, but I could distinctly hear little giggles from within. I knocked several times until finally a heavy door opened, her mum now very irritated. Oh, hi, I'm so sorry to disturb you. But I just wondered if either of you had seen my little grey kitten, CJ. He's gone missing and I've been searching for him all day. What do you mean, your kitten? Oh, she's such a bitch. Sorry. <laughs> My daughter found a grey kitten whilst she was out playing yesterday and it followed her home. Well, we've just come home for the vets and I've paid hundreds of dollars for dissexing, microchipping and in injections. If it was yours, shouldn't you have done all of that? Well, I would have if it was the right date. It wasn't the right date to do it. I'd already checked, but anyway. <laughs> It's now hers and you're not getting it back. I'll sue you in court before that happens. It was Jesus. then Right? It what was the then a what? sheepishly Yeah, I know. It was then a little sheepishly guilty little emerged from the darkness. Little CJ in her arms. The love that she'd evidently developed for my little cherub was obvious. I mean, come on. How could I possibly rip a kitten from a six year old girl's arms? Well, what you do is you take your couldn't. hands and you just reach I forward couldn't. and snap it. I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, do it. that's funny. <laughs> I, knew, <laughs> I knew there was only one thing that I could do. Look, Hit her in the face I, and punch the mom and run. <laughs> I wanted to slap that mother, my God. Yeah, oh, right? Oh, what's, wow, what's mother, you bullshit? said half a word. Oh. Look, I don't wish to make any trouble here whatsoever. Mostly, I'm just relieved that he's alive and safe. And if you can promise me that you will love him with all your heart and give him lots of cuddles and treats every single day like I showed you how, then you can keep CJ. A huge smile for I'm getting teary just here. <laughs> just remembering it. A huge smile formed on her now terrified little face as she hugged my angel even tighter. 
Her enraged and irritated mother interjected, Its name is Snowy now. Uh, oh. What, what the fuck is Grey Snow? <laughs> uh, that that's uh, ash in the in that I guess that would be Australian snow. <laughs> I know, right? Oh well, would it be too much trouble to say goodbye just one last time uh, to Snowy? <laughs> so it didn't look like a Snowy. No, and I don't think it's appropriate. After all, I'm protecting my daughter from Corona, and from for all I know, you've got it now. Please leave. Well, if you got it, fucking Snowy's got it. <laughs> Well, when this passes, do you think you could both stop by my place with him? Just so I can get a photo or at least the last cuddle? No, I don't think so. Now, goodbye. She slammed the door in my face. It was on my way out. I saw the evidence. An empty bag of treats, which she'd obviously used to coax him down to her place. The following home part had sounded kind of suspicious to me, as none of my pussy pack have ever ventured past my place. Now it all made sense. Whilst I was deeply heartbroken, my little intended angel was no longer to be mine, knowing how desperately Laura had schemed to lure him to a home and the, fact, and the bond that they'd apparently already created was so blatantly evident even through a fly screed door. I just couldn't break this bond all that little girl's heart. The heartbreak of losing CJ and having him ripped from my heart and arms was the final straw for me, both emotionally and as it turned out physically. I became extremely ill-devouring mourning as not only had the distress of running around door knocking frantically my entire neighbourhood had taken its toll, but I'd also somehow managed to re-injure my broken foot that I'd suffered last year at the beach. You should send her the goddamn medical bill for your fucking foot. <laughs> right? For fuck's sake. <laughs> Steffi now spends her days wandering down the street to check on CJ. Oh, I mean Snowy. Then back home for dinner in a warm, cozy bed. I've passed by a few times since, but no signs of my little grey cherub. And while CJ's heart now belongs to another, these moments of pure joy and laughter and happiness we shared these past few months, I shall cherish and carry within my heart for the remainder of my journey here. I feel blessed every day to have watched him grow into a strong little survivor and it's something I take immense pride in. I started out wanting to give Mother Nature a little helping hand. Instead, I found two new little bundles of furry that now bless my home and I shall love and protect with my life and give them all the love that I'd fully intended to give my little CJ. I guess Mother Nature had other plans of her own for him and for us all. Now, CJ, would you kindly do the honours, sir? Can I interject for one goddamn yeah, second? I'm done, so go for it. Yeah, before we move on, go ahead. Am I, is it just me, or is it, I find it fucking, I mean, it's sort of this, but like, of all the cats that are like would be quote unquote adopted, it's the one that's named fucking CJ. That's adopted. Although, yeah, only, only in this case. That that is straight up fucking catnapping, as far as I'm concerned. It felt like it, but it is. Way, accuse a six year old. She was in love from the moment she saw him. She was all over. And she wanted to pick up the furry gray one, and she loved him. And I felt, you know, I was like. You know, he'd come and feed them, and each day he'd run and trot over to her. And 
I was so happy. I was like, yay, you know, this is really good for bonding and it'll be great for Finney. But I wish the others would come up and do it because they're the ones that are going to be adopted out. But then, yeah, now it's like, oh, okay. So now I'm, uh, uh, yeah, CJ? <laughs> Well, I mean, it it is what it is, Jay. And I listen. And I, I'm honestly like, I I agree with Rico definitely. Well, see, here's the thing: is it kidnapping if the little girl did it? No. If the mom, yeah, the, it is. No, no. Yeah. I, you yeah, can't it is. wait. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. I, it wait, is. wait, wait. No, no. Hey, hey, fuck you. I'm talking. Um, I I gave Jay gave her the treats. He did. She did. I'm not blaming Jay. I'm just saying. But you did. You did give her the treats and. You know that I left them on my lawn. I didn't but, give them to her. I just what, left them on my lawn. Yes, but it's a six-year-old little girl. I mean, come on. Look, yeah. at the end of the I day, could, at the end I of the day, if my my biggest fear when you first started telling us that part was that he got killed in some capacity. So the fact that yeah. he's still alive and well, and it sounds like regardless of how bitchy the mother is, that he is going <laughs> to be well taken care of. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And, and and honestly, without spoiling anything, it explains at least part of the letter that I have. Yeah. Um, L- let me ask you this. If, you, if I left a gun on my patio and then you walked by and picked it up and shot somebody, am I, go- am I going to jail for murder? But that's different. If, if I heard the report right, she said she left it out for the little girl to... To, to fucking have some bonding, not to fucking, like, uh, Pied Piper that cat. That's all she did. She, I agree with Rico. I didn't give it to her to do the, She, she you know. fucking Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbed that fucking cat. And look, I get the cat was like, oh, little kitten, I want to, I, mean, I like this kitten. I fucking love kittens, and I was, and I was a six-year-old once. But, like, this fucking, this, the mom, look, she's like, listen. You were, we're never a, a six-year-old. Sure I did. Sure, you sure are a, you are a forty year old in a six year old's body, but you were never six. Oh, that's <laughs> bullshit. I I didn't turn forty until I was thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> but like the, the mom is the one who's like, like oh, she could have handled that differently, being like, "Listen, we're kind of in a weird, awkward situation since my daughter brought this fucking cat home, and I just took it to the vet." Like we understand. I mean, the, is the mom like ignorant? Of, like she must have been like. That cat clearly belongs to that fucking chick over there. That's what I couldn't understand, why she didn't recognize the cat. I actually, honestly, the way she was behaving that day and how bitchy she was, I think that's why she rushed the cat to the vet so she could claim that, oh, no, we just found it. I think she knew. I actually do believe that oh, there yeah, was a – she knew. She, she knew. She got a free and cat. I mean, for essentially she got she a free think. cat because, like, she's right. The, the chipping and all that costs a lot of money, but, like, on top of – on top of that, like when we got feats, it cost me three hundred dollars just to get her, and then all that stuff. So she got that part for free, you know. Yeah, she didn't fucking. Uh, it, it sucks. It, it really fucking sucks. Hmm. You know, there, but there's... it's a kid. I, it's a kid. How do I do it? How do, I, I couldn't stand there and take it. I told you, you fucking kicked them in the <laughs> face. They're three <laughs> feet tall. <laughs> oh no, I couldn't do that, Rico. Is that how you broke oh. your foot? Let's be honest. Right? Is that how you <laughs> broke your foot? <laughs> I tell you, I wouldn't mind kicking something. Oh, I was so upset. I was heartbroken. And all I kept thinking was, what am I going to tell CJ? What am I going to tell CJ? You could have told them that, like, hey, I kicked a cunt in her cunt. (laughs) 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 
That that is not a velvet butterfly. I'll, I'll, that woman, no, lead <laughs> opposite of a velvet butterfly. That is not a falafel. That is a fucking ew, ew. <laughs> so, All right, CJ, you're up. All right, okay. so here we go. Well, Mother Nature and her infinite wisdom never ceases to amaze me. Just when I think I figured out all her plans in life, something wholly unbelievable and miraculous presents itself. And CJ, that makes a whole lot more sense now, knowing part one, because I was like, that's a little excessive, but okay. (laughs) As CJ and I were busy DMing and discussing the wonders of my newly discovered musical obsession, Breaking Benjamin, I just happened to glance out into my yard, only to discover a miniature little smoky bounding around the the grass. Closely followed by a miniature little Rico, then a third little Rico bringing up the rear. Yes, folks, it appears that Steffi has been out on the town and up to some serious mischief, and the Potescu Pussy Pack has now grown by three new adorable little cherubs to bless our clan and turn my place into a riotous pussy party. Damn, Steffi, you slut. Right? (laughs) That's exactly what we called her. He said, you're such a hussy. <laughs> oh, it's not me. <laughs> One may even say I am now drowning in pussy. <laughs> Which, honestly, between the cats and JoJo, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, definitely. definitely. That, was a, that was a flock of butterflies right there. Yeah, that right. Was... <laughs> flock of butterflies. Oh um, my god. Steffi. Steffi has even decided to bring home the baby's daddy, so counting my finny bear, I'm now the proud yet extremely overwhelmed adopted mama of eight cats. It, is, it has begun. I, you are now the crazy cat lady. Cat lady from The Simpsons. Yep. I have no <laughs> Stop throwing them around to me. What do you think, too? <laughs> You should go to that. We should go to the fucking neighbor who stole that cat and just toss one at her. Be like, "Hey, you, you want here's another one? Here, here's another one. Run up your fucking vet bill, you bitch." I'd love to. Oh, yeah. You swing it. It's called a catapult. You catapult those fucking cats at her. <laughs> oh, shit, this is funny. Oh man. All right. What the serious fuck am I to do with eight cats, I cried to CJ, but one week in and I'm completely smitten with all of them. The OG kittens have become such adorable big brothers to the new arrivals, adopting them warmly into the family and happily sharing their outdoor day bedding with them as they gather after breakfast and play time for their cat naps together. Is that the sheet that JoJo did her business on? No, it's a purple blanket. Oh, okay. Because um, I remember... I, I remember you telling us that you put that sheet outside. Like, yes. no. So- I did, as Rico told me to, and I washed them. And, yeah, I used tongs. I used tongs. <laughs> and I took them and I washed them. And then I washed them again. And, yeah, the pussies much preferred that. The All right. Never, I've never known someone to socially distance a fucking sheet before. <laughs> if you knew where JoJo had been, you would. True. <laughs> Look at Rico. I'm I love it. Jojo. All right, here we go. Is JoJo there? No. No. Oh. no. I'm just saying JoJo because she's gonna listen to this and go, "You bitch." Well, it, if the dick fits, it gets worse. It gets worse. Oh, it does. Yeah. I've said worse in this letter, so she's gonna um, hate me. But that's okay. <laughs> they also play babysitter whenever Steffi and Papa James Lars go wandering together around the block. But by nightfall, 
All are present and accounted for to wait for their dindins, family cuddles, and playtime with yours truly. It really has become the highlight of my days, bonding, playing, and getting to know each of them. My new three little angels, all girls it appears, so far needed names, and I stupidly allowed a drunk bunch of women to select their names. <laughs> as, I was a, as I was all out of Potoskew family to name them after. So in honor of the first little girl I spotted and the fact that she has a very sim- similar face to my beautiful little gray man, I chose a literary name of C.J. Millie. She's a smoky black lookalike. However, she has beautiful tiny white paws and face with the cutest little pink nose. She's become Smokey's little mate and follows him wherever he roams. Really, I think you should have named it Jay at that point because that just seems to be what you do. So, I mean... Uh... <laughs> What, follow Smokey? Yes. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Name it Amy, so you'd always be chasing Amy. Chasing ah, Amy. That's a good one. That's a good one. Fuck is wrong with you guys? Thanks for the smoke dig, too, by the way. That's lovely. So, <laughs> the they play cuddle and groom together often, and at nap time, she climbs over the tops of everyone just to get closest to her favorite big brother. Lily Rose is our next little fuzzy ball of joy who has the cutest little white face. But unlike her sister, C.J. Millie, she's a spitting image of her parents, Steffi, James Lars, and her big brother, Rico. Lily Rose as in yoga hosers, Lily Rose Depp? Ah, uh, no, just she looked like a lily and it went with the Millie and she just looked like a little, she looks like a little rose. A little face looks like a little rose, a little white rose. Right. So I chose Lily Rose. She's the quiet, <laughs> shy one of the family, preferring to just stay close to Steffi. And when she and Papa are out, she sticks closely to her almost identical sister, who the girls dubbed Tilly Tail Chomper. What the fuck, guys? Yeah, Actually, well, it's turned to, we've changed it because it's now Tilly Tail Gobbler. So now she's Tilly Tail oh, Gobbler. She yeah, gobbles that's, tails. That's, that's so much better. Thing. Yeah. 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 Um, fucking... I, Next time you need an animal, like a cat name, you come to me, goddammit. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, she I thought James a- Lars was the the funniest one, though. I, yeah. I, was, I needed a boy's name, and CJ said, oh, what about James or Lars? Right, I, I, I said two different Lars. names, and she blended <laughs> them together into James Lars. I don't... The fucking dudes from Metallica? Yep. Got yep. it. Okay. <laughs> But I mean, but, fuck! Like, now that I'm special. now that I'm reading it out loud, it's one step away from tell him, Steve, Dave. I mean, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, just say Kevin, fucking Kevin J. Yeah. So she is a replica of Baby Rico when he first arrived, and it's uncanny her resemblance to him even now. As her name suggests, she loves nothing more than gobbling on everyone's tails, much to her brothers, sisters, and parents' annoyance. Instead of attacking and biting her back, everyone just seems to ignore her painful nips, and smart and smart Cookie Rico even discovered the secret to getting her to cease and desist. He begins to groom her endlessly, which immediately sends her running for the next available wiggly tail nearby. Smokey now has competition at mealtimes. CJ uh-huh. Millie. She stampedes past him, then headbutts everyone out of the way as she samples each dish to see which dining experience she wants to partake in. Lily Rose prefers to stand atop her dry food dish to gain a better perspective and position for her banquet, whilst Tilly Tailchomper spends her dinner times doing what she does best, going up behind and gobbling everyone's tails instead of the treats. 
At first, I attempted to space out their meal times and make sure Steffi, James, Lars, and my older babies get their num nums all to themselves. First by separation, then location, but to no avail. They all wish to dine as a family, and so mealtimes at my place have become an absolute circus whilst this clown juggles dishes all about to make certain that each of my pussy pack party gets his or her fair share, as well as their correct age-appropriate meals. The babies their mushy food, my now six-month-olds get theirs, and mom and pop their adult food. It's truly a pussy riot, but one I adore immensely. After dinner, it's playtime yet again, and CJ Millie loves to chase glittery ribbons I tied and teased them with on a stick. Lily Rose chases and dangles by the hanging fish toy I erected for the first pussy pack, and Tilly Tail Chomper, yep, you guessed it, chases after everyone else's tails as they play and groom themselves to sleep. OJ, we're coming up on my favorite part now. <laughs> All the, all the while, Finny Bear watches on, bemused and amused by the whole thing, and seems to be very entertained by the Nubians and their shenanigans. <laughs> What's a Nubian? <laughs> I knew you were going to do that! <laughs> That's why I put it in. I'll be here all day because I can't go outside. He has resumed his supervisory role over the festivities, letting me know of any trouble afoot, or if a cherub begins calling for me at the door, demanding treats, snacks, or attention. So, boys, this is your official birth notice. Your namesakes, the Potaskew Pussy Pack, has become a Potaskew Pussy Rave Party, but we all must remember not to get too attached to them this time around. For this circus will most definitely be departing shortly, and hopefully well before Steffi decides to bring me home any more adorable little surprises. My budget for cat and kitten food is through the roof, as well as my landlord will be should she ever discover the plague of pussies running around my front yard but for now i am loving every minute of little fairy bundles of sunshine and laughter and they've each brought uh, brought to my dreary and lonely life of late this year and the past past few months in particular have been an extremely difficult time for your correspondent in fact this year so far has been one of the worst of my entire adult life not unlike every one of us at present, regardless of whereabouts we may hail, this has been unprecedented times, unprecedented times and circumstances, uncharted waters and choppy seas for one and all. But the only thing that has kept my rickety boat from capsizing was you and hold on, was you, CJ, and Rico's perfectly timed sage advice and laughter and inducing damage in my dms right when i needed them the most the incredibly kind wise and my beautiful friend queen of potaskew stephanie her life-saving and affirming positivity and advice are a constant source of love joy wisdom and empowerment that never cease to amaze nor touch me deeply each time that didn't sound right to me jay i'm sorry no i think it started that was where i think i, I was replaying it a few times Okay, Sorry, let me I'll let me let me edit this one on the fly here. Okay, life saving <laughs> and affirming positivity are, and advice are a constant source of love, joy, wisdom, and empowerment that never cease to amaze and touch me deeply each time. My Potaskew family have, without a shadow of a doubt, kept my little tinny afloat amidst this violent electrical storm that has raged and battered me senselessly of late. I cannot thank you all enough, and I'm forever in your debt to each and every one of you. 
We started out as a discovering what started out as discovering an incredibly fun and entertaining podcast has led me to finding my way home to you all. My door DMs, heart and home are forever open and filled with loads of love and never ending koala bear cuddles for you all. So when the time came and we were given the green light by our inept PM, the I'm sorry, that just makes me laugh. The quarantine lockdowns and restrictions were easing and we could partake in our infamous BBQs or attend gatherings once and more. The very first thing the girls and I did was reconvene for a Potoskiu piss-up party to celebrate your second anniversary. So they celebrated our, our so at least somebody did, Rico, because we were like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Mid-party, my BFFs and I were given an assignment to drunkenly collaborate and attempt to create a name worthy of CJ's extremely high standards and genius for selecting names for the upcoming Mother's Day episode. I was thrilled beyond words that it was mine that was chosen. I really am a genius, aren't I, Rico? Legally, yes. You are a genius. Legally? Well, privately, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but pod- uh, publicly, I endorse that you are a genius. Privately, you're a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, you're, oh, no, you, what I just what you do on my computer, that's a genius. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, the only thing I know that happens on your computer is Pornhub, and I have nothing to do with that, so don't, no. Anyway. You, maybe that's why her computer sucks. I, we've been making jokes that her computer has like syphilis and gonorrhea. She's got an STD from all the porn. Yeah, now. right. Jesus. That's all the right. virus. Thanks a lot, Jojo. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't she like steal your computer for like eight hours watching porn one night? Yes. She yep. does it often. She okay. come over and she'll spend five hours. Yep. All of it. She'll just I hope she's hours with it. refilling your fucking prepaid internet bullshit card <laughs> that the internet down there does. I've got about 35 because I, I, as you know, I rarely use the thing. So I've got about 35, oh, what is it, three, 35 megabytes or something. Just sits there and never gets used. So she just pounds away at it. That doesn't. Well, she's she used to pounding away at shit. But like. Yeah. Anyway. All Does right. Does she have six packs on her fingers from all the porn she's been watching? Like. <laughs> no, yeah, she's got she's the doing curls. She's got the 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 blue meanie thing. She doesn't need. Remember? Oh God! The blue anyway, fucking all right. At the height of oh, all the chaos, what's that, Jay? <laughs> that still haunts me. That blue meanie. I, I still wake up with nightmares. Oh, still. Uh, I would imagine. Blue meanie. At the height of all the chaos and insanity surrounding me at present, it really was a ray of sunshine in my miserable days when I discovered it the next week. I actually began to squeal and cry right there on the bus. Thank you, sirs. Your kind and thoughtful gesture brought hysterical laughter to all that night, as well as immense pride and tears of joy to one of my many really bad days of late. So in honor of this auspicious honor you bestowed upon me, we reconvened the very next Saturday night to deep dive all those mothers of film and TV. I guess Carol Brady was everyone's first go-to selection as she was both of your first choices to discuss as well as mine. But holy shit, Rico, you did, did you instantly make us feel old? You've never heard of Mannequin? And you're not a John Hughes fan? An audible gasp was uttered by us all simultaneously. John Hughes was an absolute legend, and his films were a revolution to us 80s kids. 
Um, do you want me to? There's more. You want me to just keep going, or do you want to give, give me all? Give me all the abuse. Oh, the, the the, there, there's a lot more abuse, but if you wanted to cover the John Hughes thing, John, all right. So John Hughes. I mean, I just was. I haven't. The truth is, I haven't seen a lot. Every movie that I've seen of his, I've enjoyed for the most part. But it's more of like, oh, John Hughes did that kind of like, oh, he did Home Alone. That's cool. Or Ferris Bueller or or fucking Home Alone 2. I mean, I haven't really seen a whole lot of. So you've never seen Breakfast Club or. I saw Breakfast Club. I haven't seen 16 Candles. Pretty in Pink. Weird Science. Uh, I have seen most of Weird Science. I haven't seen it from beginning to end. I saw it halfway. On TV, See, I think it's a generation thing. It's you, it was ju- it just may have missed you, but boy, were we we were all huge John Hughes fans, huge yeah. back in the day. I, got, I, th- I think he died far too young. I'll give oh, for I, sure. I, I, yeah, I respect um, a lot of. I mean, Uncle Buck is one that I I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, I forgot um, about that one. Yeah, you know, I, I, even though it's kind of like the darkest John Candy role I've seen him do. It's actually. Tri- and, and and Jay, you back me up here because you've seen a lot yeah. of his work too. I, it's probably the darkest John Hughes movie too, wouldn't you say? I guess, yeah. I, I, mean, I think it is the darkest, but compa- compared I, to I, the other ones, you know what I mean? Not, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's not definitely it, compared to. His it's not a dark movie in the grand in the grand scheme of the world, but compared yeah. to the other John Hughes movies, it's probably the the it's darkest dark one in his character. repertoire. Well, not just that, but the 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 daughter is probably one of the darkest characters i've seen him write too i mean i mean buck is pretty friendly compared to that daughter but he has this tinge of kind of like i'd rather be anywhere but here well kind of yeah um look planes trains and automobiles is is definitely a uh one of my classic film favorites of like the 80s Hmm? is that hughes yeah Oh, see, I didn't know that was a John Hughes flick. Honestly, see, that's see, that's my point. Is I like discovering John Hughes films, being like, "Oh, he fucking did this. That's cool." You know, well, I have yeah, nothing see, with CJ. I didn't know that he was either. Well, that's I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he wrote it. Um, hmm. hold on, let's station identification here <laughs> and do a quick search here. That shocked um, me. That really shocked me. I'm like, really? I, w- I will say this, Rico. Like, I highly recommend you go back and check a couple of these out, and you don't have to watch them all. Yeah, and. To be fair, Jay, well, I know you will probably disagree with me on this. I have a feeling I know the ones he won't like. So, like, the ones that I know you're a huge fan of, he probably won't like. But I think he would like uh, Weird Science in its entirety. I think think he would like... um, um, You said you saw Breakfast Club, right, Rico? And you've seen Ferris Bueller all the way through? Oh, I love I loved Ferris Bueller. I mean, okay. if I could say a favorite Hughes film, it's, it's Ferris Bueller. You see, for me, it's weird science, I but I I hear you. That's that's not far away from me. He he's right, Jay. He wrote it and directed it. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that I, either. I, I knew you would be. I knew you would be. No, he no, he's not always <laughs> right. Don't. His ego does not need that inflating. Trust me. It does today. <laughs> yeah. Don't. All right. You know. Shall we okay. shall we get back to the letter? Yeah, go back to tearing tearing me a new one. Go ahead. No, you you basically got the the bulk of the ass tearing at this point, I think. So at that point. You no, I, I, my I, don't, I don't think there's a whole lot more in here. I, I've scanned this, but I don't think there's a lot. There's a there's some disagreement, but I wouldn't call it uh, yeah. ass tearing here. Um 
Oh dear, sir, I literally was screaming, Andrew McCarthy has been a massive scene. Oh, hold on. Let me rephrase that. Oh dear, sir, I literally was screaming, Andrew McCarthy. Being a massive St. Elmo's Fire fan from back in the day, hearing that made me feel like an old dead fuck with a pulse, and I'm half that age. <laughs> Just as we were beginning to recover from Rico's shocking revelations, our shock turned to horror as CJ dropped another massive bombshell upon the shell-shocked and drunken crowd with his never-seen-a-Buffy episode confession. Boom! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yet another audible gasp ran out, rang out across the crowd. Whilst I also came to the show late, season five late, in fact, the others were all huge fans from day one and were all deeply sad and you missed out on one of the greatest TV show experiences ever. Lately, and they're saying that because they know you'll never fucking start it. That's nope. the truth. Nope. Yep. <laughs> Uh, lately on Twitter, I've noticed some are taking the deep dive Buffy challenge, and we all high rec rec highly recommend that you take the plunge yourself, sir. Again, I say no. Um, Why? <laughs> Even start from season five. That was I stumbled onto season five and that finale. I mean, it was brilliant. And so I went, all right, I'll go back and check season five out. And then I went backward, and then I went forwards, and I, I skipped around, and I'm telling you now, doesn't matter where you jump in, you'll pick it up, and it's brilliant. You really should. Rigo? Um, I started... Um, You'll probably like the girls. I think Guys, I started... I, I think, well, a, girl, a, a girlfriend at the time introduced it to me, but she, like, gave me no introduction, and so I started it towards the middle end of season six oh, where wow. where willow was bad willow yeah. and and i was like okay i'm into it. so i'm i mean i was into it because i was liking it i'm like oh this is kind of like dark phoenix and i was more into reading x-men comics back then i'm like okay i get the dark phoenix allegory and then i worked my way backwards I, I i went to the library and got the dvds and was watching and i gotta say the first two seasons are probably my least favorite i agree uh, and i think i actually was telling stuff about this i think it's primarily because i'm over the high school drama bullshit for the mm. for the most part and a lot like there's a there's a fucking episode where it's like there's this new teacher and oh my god she's a giant praying mantis like Fuck mm. you. I don't give a shit about that. No, I don't that's the worst episode, I think, out of all of them. I, I That was the only one I really went, oh, this is ridiculous. All the others, I kind of, yeah, but I'm, I agree. Season one and two, nowhere near as good as the rest. Also, I, as much as I like David Boreanaz as Angelus, I fucking can't stand him as Angel. So he's just pouty and big, giant fucking forehead, and he's got this puppy dog. Oh, I'm a spike. Buffy shipper all the way. Yes, right? yes, you know, yes, you know yes. he's from oh, here, so sexy. right? What? Boreanaz is from here, from Philly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I again, when he's playing the villain role of Angelus, he's great. When he's yeah. just this fucking giant six foot two puppy dog, it just sucks. He's got he's he's the most he's the best dressed of the entire cast. I'll give him that. He looks the he has the best goddamn suit, but. I mean, I own the first season of Angel. Never watched it because I'm like, I may not fucking like this. I may, I may fucking hate this. Yeah. 
Um, I can't stand it. I always I recommend people. I recommend people start Buffy season three. If you can get through the three, if you can get through, through season three, go to one and two, and then skip to four. Yeah, That's I always it. say go three, four, five. If you really want to go to three, okay, but four, five, six, and then go back and see the other ones if you want. Because they're the best ones at four, five, six. I think okay. the best thing. I think starting them with Hush, and then, oh, uh, and then uh, what's more with feeling. You show those two episodes mm. back to back, and they say, yeah. "Not all episodes are going to be like this, but this is the type of writing you're going to get consistently." Yeah, extraordinary. And the music in Once More with Feeling, we've sung it in the bars. We've sung it everywhere. So I, I got one more thing because I actually did a rendition of um, "Rest in Peace" on YouTube. Really? So Where? It's it's on. Uh, is it on Rico's Reds? Because I haven't yeah, seen it. I think yeah, is it's it? on. Yeah, it's on there. On it, I've got to look for that because oh, I was looking up your Rico's Reds the other day too. I was sitting there and why? Yeah. Why? Because- Awesome, especially drunken Rico's Reds. They're oh, the best. The girls gosh. love those. Anytime they talk, this is a drunken Rico's Reds. Put drunken Rico's Reds on. It's it's a demand. It's the girls want to see drunken Rico's Reds. You've got to put some more up. More drunken Rico, please. Well, uh, <laughs> just put on New Year's weeks. Eve from this past year. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah. It'll. It, I mean, it's going to be or, my birthday in a couple days. So or. You may get- or the fifth really? element commentary. Those are the two you could probably put on and be fine. Because, yeah. <laughs> fifth element one, I was actually pretty okay on for as drunk as I was. He sounded sort of... all right. Yeah. No, but yeah. You, you, you handled you, yourself well. If you really listen to it, you can hear the surliness. He starts off all jovial and Rico and just turns into that angry bearded man by the end of it. It's pretty it, funny. It was the, it's, the, it's the pyramid. It's the type of, <laughs> it's the type of booze I, uh, also. I, I, I react differently for different alcohols. Yeah, you were drinking and, whiskey straight that day, if I recall. Yeah, uh, I was drinking so. whiskey and I was just like, fuck is wrong with you? Fuck, fuck you, Bruce Willis, you fucking <laughs> yeah. blonde-haired motherfucker. You know, right, I, mean, because I agreed with every word. That's why I didn't notice the slurry early. Uh, I agreed. <laughs> I, I think I wanted to call like that's a bad hair die die hard has a his hair die hard and yeah, was, was <laughs> not we, being funny that day. Shall we jump back in? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's all right. Buffy. Well, not, one, one last thing. I do yeah. want to ask one last thing. Uh, Jay, what do you what are your thoughts on Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie? Because I think I it's actually I, I I thought it was when I first watched it. I'm like, oh, this is. But I went back a few years back and I thought, you know what? I, I can kind of see Joss's idea forming there. So if you see the actual show and then you go back and you go, all right, I can see what he was percolating in his brain. All right, I, I'll look Wait, past how. Wasn't the movie first? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. But the way it changed the script so much. Oh, it was a completely different movie. It was, it was clueless with a fucking, you know, vampire steak. That's what <laughs> all it was. Yeah. Perfect analogy. Yeah. And and so he made the show to say, this was my fucking vision, you fucking idiots. And also, Christy Swanson, not a, <laughs> I don't agree with anything she that. says nowadays. Oh, she's D. A, she's her. A, what does she she's do? A, she's a big Trump supporter. Oh, oh. shit. She mm. slayed herself. <laughs> oh shit also, I, I mean I will say this CJ Ben Affleck is in Buffy the Vampire Slayer it's like his first on screen credit and he like 
he's like he plays a high school student. Someone throws a basketball at him, and and a vampire comes on the basketball court, like man, and he's just like here, man, take it. Like you're like holy fuck, it's Batman. <laughs> the movie or the show? <laughs> the movie. The movie. Okay. All right. Shall we jump back right. into the letter because we yeah, still have yeah, yeah. the rest I, of mine, and we have your part Bye. still too. So <laughs> go for it. Another must-watch in my book. And one of my favorite TV shows of all time, besides Jared, Miss Parker, and The Pretender, is Big Love. I own every season on DVD and still tuck into seasons one through three often. I've been a Chloe Savini fan ever since I saw her brilliant performance in Boys Don't Cry. Did I fuck that up, Rico? Because I saw your face. Seven years. Okay, thank you. Not unlike Rico, I too despised her character, Nicolette. But after seeing where her character both came from as well as to where she ends up in the latter seasons, I developed a real soft spot for her. Nikki's a survivalist, but she really is a character you either love or hate. In keeping with the rules, she's definitely one we all consider to be a bad mother. She, uh, that's half a word right there. Mother. Yeah. <laughs> Rigo. And, la- and later I'll tell you the other half. What? Yeah. No, no that's the next line. Starting the next line. Rico, you must complete the experience and finish it, sir. You've got to see where they all end up, if nothing else. And CJ, I've already told you repeatedly how much you need to watch this show, sir. It's well worth it, I assure you. He's not going to do it. No. He's not going to do it. No. <laughs> but thank you oh, for trying. No. That's a, that's a fucking gag between the two of us. He and I recommend shit to each other all the time. We never do it. I think, we, I think we've I done it. Well, I mean, after you recommend something as terrible as Halloween, I mean, how am I going to ever take you seriously again? Um, you use me for, like, to be the expert on movie trivia and shit, but you won't take my fucking advice. Again, when you suggest something as terrible as Halloween, so. All right. anyway. It's bad, Rico. I'm sorry, it's bad. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> All right. As a little girl, I loved nothing more than racing home after school to watch two shows that were both reruns by the time I saw them, and both starring one of my all-time favorite actresses, Sally Field. They were The Gidget and The Flying Nun. Both shows, even Sally herself has said she was embarrassed having done, were wonderful to me and Moondoggy, a total spunk. Who the hell is Moondoggy? Moondoggy was a boy. You guys never saw me... Gidget, are you serious? I think I've seen you a handful of episodes, and I was like four, so. Oh my god, I'm showing my age. How <laughs> I feel it's only going to be fucking Mrs. Gump to me, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, oh, that that comes up. Oh, Here we go. Oh, no, you missed it. Oh, you missed her. She was delightful. I loved watching her and Moon Doggy and their pretend surfing. It was, oh, it was glorious. It was all beach. That's why I loved it. It was at the beach. Fair enough. <laughs> Sally Field of Dreams. <laughs> hey, if we ever do a deep dive on her career, that's what we call the episode. We should. We, yeah. well, we said we're going to do a woman next time. We did. Yeah. All right. Years later in English, we were forced to watch Norma Ray, and unlike the rest of my infantile Peters, I adored it and even gave it a standing ovation at the end. Places in my heart and Steel Magnolias, Mrs. Doubtfire, Not Without My Daughter, her credits in the role of mother are endless. And as is her longevity in the industry, and I personally love them all. Amidst the fun and laughs, a heated discussion broke out over another of my childhood favorites, which contained two mother-daughter relationships within the same show. 
specifically your differentiation and definition of good mom, bad mom. The show was bewitched, and the comparative between Samantha Stevens' parenting with her daughter Tabitha, and in later series, her younger son Adam, as opposed to the relationship between Andorra and her adult daughter Sam. Half of the room were in agreement that Sam was a great mom and Andorra <laughs> the bad one. Not unlike that horrid, sticky, beaking, and overbearing mother Marie from Everybody Loves Raymond, both were constantly interfering in their adult children's marriages way too much. The other half of the room stated that at least Endora encouraged and embraced Samantha's birthright and inherent gifts as a witch, as opposed to Sam, who was forever insisting Tabitha hide her gifts in shame with the simple phrase, Tabitha, you mustn't twitch. Thereby making Sam the bad mother and Endora in her attempts to encourage her daughter Sam to be her true, authentically twitchy self, the good mother. This parenting was initiated and perpetrated by Sam's husband, Darren, who clearly stated nauseatingly at verbatim that her only job and purpose in the marriage was to cook, clean, keep house, and host the never-ending stream of -of spur-of-the-moment cocktail parties thrust upon him by his boss, Larry Tate, and the myriad of clients to further his career, which which never did seem to manage to accomplish, even with Sam's unique gift for and constant assists. Not to mention her seemingly natural ability to randomly conceive the very perfect marketing strategy each time on a fluke whilst they were supposedly the experts in the advertising field. This former strong, intelligent free spirit was forced to become Darren's genie in his bottle, conveniently whipped out to save his and Larry's asses each time. The interesting thing about that line, Jay, for me, is that in, in here, for in my world, when I was growing up, reruns, it would go bewitched right into I Dream of Genie. Dream of Genie. Yep. Same so, and it was exactly the same theory. It was yeah. stuffing the genie in the bottle each time. And, oh. Except it, literally it, it, in the one case. Everyone else, yeah. 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 That so. Was, yeah. That was what we had to. Now, granted, it was... It was these narrow-minded views that were perpetually stereotypical and the social norms back in the day, not just in TV and film, but society as a whole. But to repeatedly tell her that the only way he'd remain married to her is if she became his unpaid servant, yet refuses throughout the entire show's run to allow her nor to accept her authentic self and talents. He, in turn, inflicts those same standards upon his children and their inherited gifts for witchcraft. This is apparently, according to some, is the reason that the responsibility falls upon their grandma's shoulders to educate and expose them on the ways of witchery, thereby making her the good mom and Sam the bad one. This bizarre back and forth about fictional characters from a show decades old, together with the who was the good mother and who was the bad one, halted proceedings and raged on into the night. That is until I pressed play on the show and the angry mob became subdued, even teary, as you both began to share your own experiences and messages to your moms. Hearing the courageous decision your biological mom made to give you up in the hopes of gifting you with a better life shows a strength of character and wisdom well beyond her young years would suggest. And the selflessness and incredibly beautiful gesture of opening both her heart and home through adoption was by far the greatest gift any woman could bestow upon a child. Then to embrace the challenges presented to you early on with such strength and fortitude just to give you a fighting chance in this life brought the entire room to tears. Even Jojo Joker was 
tearing up, much to our, our shock. We're all looking forward to hearing the deep dive episode of the journey you set out on to find those missing pieces of your birth mother and extended family. Together with our admiration for your mom's courage in the face of such devastating news as her child being ill was palpable and really moving to us all. Oddly enough, though, we all agreed you do in fact look like a David. The tears continued to fall <laughs> as we all hurt. I'll let Rico recover from that. You all right there, buddy? I just was random as fuck, yeah. Well, don't you remember <laughs> I told that? Yeah, I, I, I still just... You definitely look like a David, but I don't think of you as a David. I don't think of you actually by your actual name either. Right. You, you, right. Yeah. When most people who know me that well don't. So don't worry about it. Um, The tears continued to fall as we heard Rico's sad and complicated at times childhood experiences. Yet the forgiveness and understanding you have towards your parents' flaws, issues, and substance abuse clearly illustrates your strength of character and the immense compassion contained within that beautifully big heart of yours, Rico. I hope to find that same someday within myself for my own mother's faults and flaws, but I sincerely doubt it. My mother just never liked me from day one for ruining her life, whereas your mom clearly showed such strength of survival and perseverance to give you the best life she possibly could under different difficult circumstances, as well as those horrific-sounding night terrors of hers, which ended up causing trauma to you both. Uh, it was that was it was just the one time, but that was one plenty. Like that was one time. Yeah, that, many. Yeah, I thought that it was, was a one-off. It, yeah, was, it, was, it was not a. It was, she didn't have night terrors. She just had highly realistic dreams. But there was one time where it was like, "Oh, I'm in trouble for shit that you thought of." Yeah, Jesus, that um, freaked us out. It really the, did. The good news is Nancy never listens to this. So, so thank <laughs> goodness. <laughs> um. Anyway. Thank you so very much for sharing this peek behind the curtain so we could all share in the genesis of our superheroes' backstories and the powerful women your mothers are that molded you both into the extraordinarily wise and compassionate souls you have both become today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know who she's talking about, but hey, whatever. Uh, um clearly highlighting the fact that mothers truly are the backbones of us all, no matter how old we may become. Now, CJ, if you would kindly mind passing the torch on your hetero life mate to wrap up this long-winded babble. Thank you, sir. Before you get into it, Rico, Jay, there's another part here about photos. I don't know what you're referring to because I don't have any photos. Okay, I'll send them to you. They're photos of the babies. Okay, you you either sent them and I lost them or just maybe okay. forgot I'll to send them. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. But, <coughs> um, Rico... Speaking of blessings, I was recently fortunate enough to have been invited to Potescu's 100th episode celebrations, for which I cannot thank you both enough for including me in. It was honestly one of the highlights of my entire life, being granted the opportunity to watch the magic being created between you both. Wait a thank minute. You so I loved it so much. <laughs> if that's a highlight of your life, Jay, we really got to work on getting you a better life, because... <laughs> I'm sorry, but it really was. I had such an amazing time that day. But, I really motherfucker, did. let's let's start with getting her good internet. Fuck her life. Let's start with like a connection, okay? <laughs> she's got plenty. She's got plenty of cats to fucking cuddle. Like, <laughs> we got. We just need to improve her goddamn <laughs> connection because that sucks. You know, wait. I, I. You know, I always thought 
if I did a show and I was single, that I would be surrounded by pussy. And yet Jay's <laughs> the one surrounded by the pussy. I know. What's that about? I would say it's probably easier for women to get pussy. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. All right. I continue. Thank you so very much, CJ, for once more taking my hand and guiding me through the social media mind maze that muddles me mercilessly for getting me through my panic and fear of Scooby to now using Skypey. Like I've been doing it for years. <laughs> My goals. I don't. What? What? What the fuck is Scooby? <laughs> That's my computer. That was the name I came up before one night. I was arguing with it again, and it's the name that I came up with. And because CJ said, "Stop calling it the demon." No wonder it's not liking you. Stop calling it the demon. I said, well, what do you want me to call it? And I came up with this, and I went, I'm shortening it to Scooby. That's it. It's called Scooby now. And, yeah, they call JoJo and everyone calls. Well, actually, I think it was Cass who came up with it. Um, she says, whenever, oh, if you're going on that Skypey thing. And so now it's just Skypey. So, <laughs> I'm Ruby? I'm Skypey now too. Yep, Scooby. <laughs> Ruby? <laughs> <laughs> That's a doobie doobie don't is what your fucking computer is. <laughs> Zoinks. All right. <laughs> my goals of late was to overcome my crippling fear of not just social media, but my hideous facade, excuse me, facade, facade and bring to fruition my secret Wait. little dream. Wait a minute. Can I just tell a very funny story that you all appreciate? It has nothing to do with you, me, or Jay. It has to do with Kevin Hart. Okay. Kevin Hart was on, there was an old show on the ESPN, a morning radio show that had a television component called Mike and Mike, and it was just um. It looks like you're familiar with it. Yeah, I, I've heard, I've yeah, heard of it. I think I've heard it. Okay, so if you're not, I mean, yes, I'm glad you guys have heard of it. But if you're not a sports fan, I can understand why you wouldn't watch it or partake of it regularly. But they would have non-sports guests as well, and Kevin Hart was on once, mm-hmm. and. Or wait, was it Mike and I'm pretty sure, yeah, I was pretty sure it was Mike and Mike. Anyway, and he fucking told the story about the first time he word, read the word facade in a script. <laughs> he literally asked somebody what the fuck a facade was. Because he knew the <laughs> word. He he knew what a facade was. He'd heard the word. He'd used the word, but he'd never seen it written down before. Mm-hmm. So That's just, funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, ho- hold on a second. What the fuck is a facade here? Oh, hey. That's your Kevin Hart? <laughs> that's, a, that, that's my first attempt at a Kevin Hart. Yeah, don't do that again, please. That's pretty good. Oh, stop sucking his <laughs> dick. It's not that good. God, first I've gone from blowing smoke to sucking Rico's dick. Okay. Hey, cool. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, the way I smoke, it's probably the same goddamn thing. <laughs> If so, I'm a, I mean, there's a strong possibility Steph might get lung cancer from blowing me just by how much I smoke. <laughs> Steph, Steph just came. Steph just came home. Her eyes just got super wide. Like what? Could that happen? No. <laughs> no, I'm saying she's what she's thinking. Could that happen? I better not suck his dick no more. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Jay wants Cock smoking is bad for your health. Cock smoking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Where were we? Um, Facade. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, put my hideous facade and bring to fruition my secret little dream to Skype with my Potoskew family. And thanks to you both for your assistance, support, immense patience and love, I managed to make my big Neil Armstronging leap into a world that has put such terror into both myself and my BFFs forever. Isn't BFF best friends forever? Yes. Already? Yep. I've probably made a goof. (laughs) So it's best friends forever. 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 Yeah. Double time. Okay. (laughs) Just, Just making sure. Being on camera, I'd slightly come to terms with thanks to CJ and our trial runs, but to actually be on Potoskew, I was genuinely petrified. But as with all your guests, you both managed to put me right at ease and made it an absolute delight. And I adored every single minute, not just on air, but the several hours of just the four of us shooting the shit together afterwards. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, actually. It, It was fun. Yeah, it was a blast. It really was. I didn't. I didn't see the after party coming. Like to be honest with you, like I, you left. I did. I, I did. She and I were just talking, and then you came back. You're like, you guys are still talking. It's a party, like, motherfucker. Let's do this. Yeah. Because it's like, CJ, you're still up. Well, my computer's on. I know you guys are fucking talking. I might, might as well be included in this fucking shit. Exactly. Yeah. Um. It was at this post-show gathering that an idea was concocted. Whilst I told my girls I was attempting to Skype to the show and to the friends I was so passionate about. In truth, I wasn't even certain I could go through with it and overcome my extreme terror of it at all. Even up till 10 minutes before showtime, just ask poor CJ, which one, the fucking cat or the fucking host? <laughs> the host. So what I, yeah. The host. Um, Christ, I feel like so when I, I, I've... You make you make sage. <laughs> I'm sorry. What what defense are you about to try and muster I own nothing. Out? You just go. Facade. <laughs> Drop your facade, fucker. Facade, facade. Um. So when I so when I told them I was a chickity pants, chickity. I know that. Chickity yeah. Pants. Yeah. It's 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 a scaredy cat. It's another way of saying scaredy cat. Chicken yeah. Shit. Yeah. It's another way. Yeah. All right. And I couldn't go through with it. They were understanding and supportive, even adding a, we knew you couldn't go through with it. Neither could we. I was then forced to contain my delight, excitement, and even a little bit of pride at fulfilling a dream and and having a blast doing so for an entire week. And I nearly burst in doing so daily. You might want to like get some like stuff for your kidneys for that. If you have some issues with it. By the time the big celebration had arrived and the girls and I were gathered around Santa's previous Xmas gift of a Bluetooth speaker solely for these Potoskew pissa parties of ours, thanks anyway, boys, I could barely contain my excitement nor my terror. In attendance, Cassie and Becca, JoJo, and myself, and of course, the guests of honor, Rico and CJ. But as the minutes and hours ticked by, my excitement became fever-pitched. Why are you pacing the floors? What's got you so on edge, Jay? Oh, that's right. They didn't know. I forgot. They all kept asking me, but I kept mum. I decided to indulge in a rare shot of Jack to calm myself a little, as well as a few regular taste testings. (laughs) Just a little bit. Just while I'm pouring the cocktails, I just 
little sip on the end and just got to make sure the consistency's right. That's what I, I was telling her. I'm just making sure the consistency's right. That's you all know, right. right as she said <laughs> that, I immediately heard Nick Cage in my head from National Treasure 2 when he's yelling at the guard in Buckingham Callus. What was the line? Little nip of whiskey! <laughs> 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 it was a bit that Dean Martin would do when he was on stage. He would dip his fingers in his whiskey, and it wasn't it was, right, it was yeah. apple juice or iced tea. Yeah, and he would put it behind his ears like it was fucking uh, cologne. That's a thing that people do. Like, I yeah, know. I think JoJo do that, and it's not because of Dean Martin. Trust me, people have been doing it for <laughs> centuries. I'm sure, but. Not everything uh, happens because of the Rat Pack, Rico. Jesus Christ. All right. Every, everything good did. Um, <laughs> what was that, Jay? Agreeing with me, motherfucker. That's what that was. <laughs> I got two got with Jay. The Rat Pack and fucking Halloween. So up yours. And fried rice. And fried rice. And That's no fried. Uh, yeah, she's with me. No peas and carrots in the fried rice. So fuck off. That's just weird. I'm not going to, that's not weird. I'm, look, I'm not going to fucking take advice on culinary skills for people who fucking deep throw a fucking kangaroo. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> a kangaroo. I can't say I've ever tried that one before. I'll give that a go. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. I'll give it a go. Fuck off. She's never coming back on the show. Being a fucking total drunk, shall we? Um, she's never coming back on the show again. <laughs> a one hey. shot, one shot of Jack doesn't make me a total drunk. Believe me, it takes more than that. <laughs> it makes Rico a total drunk, but that's another. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me a total dick, but not a total drunk. That's true. Yeah. Uh, taste testings. Will's playing barmaid and liquefying my guests in the hopes of uh, that they become too drunk to recall my embarrassment the next morning. But still, no show. By the way. I'm still on page one, goddammit. <laughs> I began to experience some regret and panic that my potty mouth and 37 cunts I'd uttered on the show had resulted in a ban of some kind and that I'd re ruined the celebration party. But I have to admit, there was a little bit of pride also. But alas, it was merely a minor programming error and it was on with the festivities. The first applause from the now very inebriated crowd was for the 100 Velvet Butterflies episode title. At this point, they had no clue what such a lovely title was actually in reference to, <laughs> but it immediately sent me to hysterics. <laughs> I was certain the two like, lesbians... Oh, that's so pretty. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's so pretty. I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> I don't you know. I was certain the two lesbians in the room would eventually would eventually love the affectionate new name I've now adopted for mine. After all, it's way nicer than cunt. I have to agree. <laughs> during during the slight delay, no cunt is now is is now reserved for angry ass people who steal kittens. That's what a cunt is. <laughs> Dumb. Whatever the age is, by the way, seven or seventy. That's that's now that's now exclusive. Uh, during the slight delay, I was forced to forced to confess that there was a little something I'd written for the episode, which the now drunk crowd were demanding to hear first. So I plied them with even more Blue Lagoons and Cosmos, you enabler, and began with the top right. 10 list of Bob's <laughs> favorite episodes first. 
Whilst the girls immensely enjoyed hearing the list, which many both agreed and argued about each one of my selections and their ranking order, I sat quietly trembling in the corner of what what was to come. Not unlike you, Rika, the girls were busy arguing over my top three selections, but it was the Joe Joker who spoke up and first noticed my odd behavior. I think for Joe Joker, I'm going to actually have her speak as, as the Joker. Oh, no. Well, I, I don't think I could do it with an Aussie accent. Can you do it with a female tinge? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Why are you so quiet, Jay? What's going on with you? Her, her questions were answered once the moment I'd been both excited and terrified about about had finally arrived my big reveal i thought being on air was nerve-wracking but facing the gauntlet of my girls was way worse wait is that an Aussie accent wait is that you ah! <laughs> sorry about that no don't be sorry he should be sorry not you They all began screaming simultaneously, <laughs> jumping up and falling right back down drunkenly, kind of like a bunch of teenagers at a rock concert on their very first piss-up. But it wasn't long before a silence fell across the crowd. None of them wanted to miss a second of it. We all fell under the Potoskew spell, and it was the most incredible moment in memory I've shared with my girls in my entire life, and one that I will truly treasure forever. Judging by the girls' reaction, it was theirs also. Y'all need to aim higher. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right? never, never had I seen them get this excited <laughs> as the laughter. But... I'm crying right now. <laughs> I'm still crying for laughter. From the <laughs> we're going to kill Jay during this recording. Take it easy. Breathe, breathe damn it. <laughs> breathe, oh motherfucker, God. breathe. You're fine. Oh just, just don't die because then we won't no, be able to it's just the funniest thing. Oh, look. That is the best and funniest Aussie accent I have ever heard. Thank you, know you what? so much. <laughs> as much as I don't want this to happen, if Jay did die on air, we could at least use that as like a advertising <laughs> thing. You know, Potescu, We're you'll... so funny, we kill our fans. <laughs> <laughs> you'll laugh yourself to death. You know? <laughs> I usually what? do every week, but oh wow, that was that was outstanding. Thank you, Rico. <laughs> the the, uh, the review on Apple will just be ha 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 ha, and then silence. Just... <laughs> Is that kind of like the the moment in Monty Python when he said he carved ah into the wall? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was the castle. Why did he write that? The castle uh, ah. Why would he carve ah into the wall? If he oh, was dying, he would God. just say ah. He wouldn't carve it. Well, maybe he was dictating. <laughs> oh, God. I Seriously, that is the funniest accent I've ever heard. I've heard so many Americans doing Aussie accents my entire life, but that is the best. I can't wait. I can't I wait for Chacha to hear that. I, oh, think, it, I think it kind of works because there's already a slight oh. inflection of British yeah. in the Joker's voice. Oh, shit. That was outstanding. So good. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I was, so bear with me. Um, uh, uh, judging by the girls' reactions, it was also theirs. There's also. Never had, never had I seen them get this excited as the laughter, fun, and many more cocktails continued. I was finally able to reveal after a really long week what fun it was to Skypey. 
for the first time. Cass's word for it, which I've now adopted. And how great it felt getting in, getting to whip some Oslingo at you, Rico. It was such a treat. But most importantly for me, overcoming my techie phobia with another tiny step into the deep end of the ocean. Thanks to my superheroes and their patience with me and what may seem to be many as my irrational fears. It was then we rewound back to the start of the episode, and the girls and I were unanimous. The entire celebration was an incredibly fun and entertaining deep dive into some classic films and not-so-classic films. And the opportunity of hearing both of your intelligent as well-informed perspectives on them created an amazingly great time that was had by us all, as we debated them all right along with you both throughout the night. Whilst we all agreed, we adored Inside Out, and Toy Story 1 and 3, but 2, not so much. My favorite animation, animation of all time is Finding Nemo. <laughs> After all, it's about my favorite place in the world, the ocean. And yet I never really dug The Little Mermaid. The group's all-time favorite was The Lion King, the original, not that remake. Enrico, we all love Goodfellas and find 2001 A Space Odyssey, A Complete Bore, and The Shining to be highly overrated but a great book according to Becca also. See, well, they don't fucking disagree with me on everything, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Broken we clocks all... right twice a day. I'm sorry, I couldn't... I stopped giving a shit. Um, <laughs> 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 we, we all adored... The... <laughs> all right. We all adored The Sixth Sense, mainly for our shared love with you of Tony Collette, but we agreed it didn't belong on the top 100 list. Oh, and CJ... We'd all love to hear you tell M. Night Off. Christ knows someone needs to. Here's your chance, CJ. Tell M. Night Off. No, I, I actually don't dislike M. Night. He made a real shit film with the airbender. And apparently, I, it's funny because I'm glad you brought that up, Jay, because I just saw something the other day where he was interviewed and said that he wanted to make like a series, like a live action series. And the creators of Avatar pushed him to make the movie. And so he didn't get to do it the way he wanted. So I I don't know that it would have been any better because, like, there are choices within that movie that I feel like he had complete control over. Like, for those familiar with the show, the Avatar's name is Aang, and in the movie they kept calling him Ong. So, like, little choices like that. I don't know if those were M. Nights or someone else's, but if they were M. Nights, then, yeah. Look, that movie was just bad. He should stick to horror-esque films because... Or at least thrillers, because, uh, yeah, anyway, mm, go ahead. I agree. I, too, loved Shawshank Redemption, but the girls found it super depressing. Well, fuck yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, no, it's not let's a, watch a comedy about set in prison during the 40s. Yeah, It's not funny. a cheery <laughs> film by any means, no. That's Stephen, what I said. Stephen King wrote it. You think that guy's ever fucking written a joke? Has he ever smiled? Yes. Okay. But when he does, it, it, it he projects a curse onto the people he's smiling at. <laughs> <laughs> when Stephen King smiles, you die. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, Potescu does not uh, hardly agree that Stephen King actually kills people <laughs> by smiling. It just so happens that there's whenever someone dies, Stephen King happens to be smiling. Okay, moving on. <laughs> and and saws re- saws is Aussie for sorry. Is that what your is that what yeah. saws is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saws. Yeah. See, right. to be wait to be fair, Jay. Whenever you've written that in mine, I've always just translated it because I knew what that meant. 
So I don't know uh, if Rico's. Don't because... you guys use saws? No. What? No. No. Saws is when you're drunk and you're trying to tell someone how to make a fucking uh, tomato sauce. Yeah. So you, you take the tomatoes <laughs> and make your sauce and then you fucking. <laughs> no, we just got our saws. Our saws. Right, no. because sorry is a fucking difficult ass word. <laughs> oh, we do that to a lot of words down here. A lot of words. <laughs> you're also lazy speakers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're lazy, period. <laughs> how she the wasn't... fuck could you guys how how could you guys find Shawshank depressing? Wouldn't wasn't Australia a fucking prison? Yes. <laughs> yes. You should feel right at fucking home. Oh, it was Saws. colonial settlement. That was wrapped up in sending their prisoners from England to us. So it was a prison. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, became one. And then they would be let out and they'd give them parcels of land. And, listen. Which they stole from the Aborigines. It's, it's, it's a very sordid tale of the if, discovery of old. If John Carpenter ever made a period piece, it would be Escape from Australia. Okay? I mean, that's just what <laughs> it would much. be. So Escape from Alls. Yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> Uh, saws, Rico, but sorry, Rico, but I find <laughs> Saving Private Ryan so overhyped. Hey, I did say you should just watch the opening. That's he did. really all I yeah. said. Uh, I'll defend Rico there. He said watch like the first like 15, 20 minutes or whatever it was and then Yeah, see, I can't off. even watch that. But yeah. That's where my problem lies. Right there. That's where the problem lies for me. Um, so overhyped and also really quite unnerving. Well, I mean, war is unnerving, guys. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that opening sequence turned me off the whole film, I'm afraid. Hearing the graphic stories from my granny growing up about what her father and brother survived through during the war haunted me. And seeing such a realistic interpretation of it all was way too traumatic for me. That's fair. I fair. understand. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I like films that take me away from the horrors of life and reality, not haunt me with them, unless it's a Freddy Krueger nightmare, that is. Another film I, I was... Freddy Krueger. I love me a Freddy Krueger. Absolutely. Carl CJ, you... now that you've got to see. No, don't you do that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Freddy Krueger does do that at one point in Freddy vs. Jason. He, he like, makes fun of Jason and, like, it's like, ah, fuck you, Jason. I remember. I actually remember that because that's the only one I've ever seen. So, well, that's probably why you have such a low opinion of Freddy. To be perfectly honest, yeah, pretty much. I agree. Actually, he was my he was my favorite part of that movie. So I, yeah. One of these days, I'll tell you guys how I met Robert England. That would be a cool story. But save that for another day. Yeah. Oh, please share that. I love Robert England. Please. What we. no, Rico, save it, but we could do a, because we could do a Met Celebrities, because I've, I've met a few, too, so we could do an episode on celebrity stories. Got oh, it. cool. That's <clears> awesome. <throat> Another film I was spared from as I grew up was the Jaws series. You don't need the series. You just need at least just the first one and maybe the second one. That's what I would say. My mother didn't want me to be afraid of the ocean when I was young, so I didn't see it until I was older, and that fake shark was hysterical to me by then. Well, you're lucky, because that shit fucked me up. Fucked up uh, Kevin, ha- too. Having your brothers terrify in the water like that must have been horrible. It was. No wonder you hate the sea now, sir. Eh, I have respect for the sea. I have respect for the ocean so much that I won't go in it. <laughs> <laughs> this may shock you, but as a delinquent teen, 
I knew it was delinquents. I fucking said that I was like, I called the group once something, and I was like, I think it was delinquents, and CJ was like, mm, No, we'll fix that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's been some writing in the background. Um, <laughs> but as a as a delinquent team, I would teen. I would go skinny dipping with my boyfriend in the ocean at night. Something everyone warns you not to do because that's when sharks are out hunting, and because they're practically blind, they'll mistake us humans for a seal. What was more traumatic to me at the time, though, was getting sand and salt water in my um, velvet butterfly. You know, hold on one second. <laughs> I heard that, like, sharks actually don't like us. Like, they don't like they the don't. taste. They don't like the taste of us. They what don't. an amazing fucking thought that you're ha- being half eaten by a shark, and then you could be like, that's all right. He doesn't really know. He doesn't really like the flavor of us. I don't give a fuck if they need to add salt <laughs> or seasoning to us. They're fucking eating me. I don't give a no, fuck we- about their taste preferences. They're, they're fucking eating me. Needs pepper. Yeah, but we're not on there. <laughs> It, we're not on their menu. We really aren't. We they just stumble across us, and that's why if it happens, you just got to go. Well, that's it. You know, it's just random. They're not out to get us. They don't hunt us. They don't. But, when you're out swimming in the ocean, they they're not there. They'll just if you bump into them, they may take a bite to see if you're something they can eat. But they're not trying to hurt you. It's those killer jaws that get you. It's but they're not hunters. But here's really the not. thing. Sharks have been around. Sharks are as old as dinosaurs. Yes. We, not so much. Sharks have had more time to get used to us and just be like, oh, that's clearly a fucking human. I don't want to eat that because they taste like butt. I'm not going to, like, <laughs> chomp on that thing. Like, like they they should know by now. Like, it's... I don't need to... F- Look, that's why I fucking don't get in there, because I'm not going to get yeah, in a goddamn blind. debate with a shark about whether I'm tasty or not. <laughs> yeah, All right, can we... Blind. They're practically blind. They don't know. So they'll just literally just bump into you and go, oh, oh, is that something wrong? And we... See, they have... We don't... We have fingers. We can touch things. We can feel things. They don't. The way they feel is with their mouth. And unfortunately, they've got razor-sharp teeth that rip you while they're doing it. So they're not the enemy, and you have to – when you're going into the ocean, you just have to go, okay, they're out there. I'm here. If we happen to bump into each other, oh, well, you'll lose Yeah, it's going to be a painful-ass <laughs> handshake. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not up for that, I'm not up for that awful meet and greet. I'd rather just, like, stay the fuck out of it. All right. Um, here we go. Here's some praise that I enjoy. I thought I was alone in my anti-Brando stance. And put, yes, thank you. I'm – Fucking glad I'm not the only one who despises that, Brando. Don't like him. And Platoon is definitely way better than Apocalypse Now. Agreed. <coughs> whilst, whilst I concur, The Wizard of Oz does have a somewhat of a cultural significance and may well deserve to be there. It's definitely not 10. The same with Gone with the Wind, but my granny adored that film and Singing in the Rain also. CJ's picks of The Matrix, an absolute must be there in my books now also. As well as for me, all three yes. Ron Williams' picks of Good Morning Vietnam, Dead Poet Society, and my personal favorite, Good Will Hunting. I believe we're a must and a sad exclusion in my books. As well as Ghostbusters, with, which CJ may well remember the phenomenon that film created back in its day. Yep. We all felt the same way. We all felt the same way about Jurassic Park, but as I said to the girls, and you both concurred, I guess they couldn't have had everything for everyone on that list. And some genuine classics were definitely omitted. Hey, right, wait. but they could, they could have taken away some to replace with good ones. Real quick, uh, Jay, with Ghostbusters, do you remember the cartoon show? Did you have the cartoon show down there? I 
think we did, but it, I never watched it. I it was called. Like, oh, uh, it was called the real Ghostbusters, and just a funny tidbit that you'll you'll appreciate, Rico. I think I shared this with you, and I forget if it was on air or not. But um, Arsenio Hall is the voice of Winston in the cartoon show. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The guy Ernie Hudson, the guy who played Winston yes. in the movie, yes. auditioned to be the voice of Winston in the cartoon show and didn't get the job because he was told, quote, he didn't sound enough like the character. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yes. That's bizarre. Yeah. Wow. So, just a little interesting Ghostbusters That's tidbit. That's fascinating. Yay. Yeah. Go ahead. I got, one for, I, got, I got one little tidbit as well. Sure. The guy who played Bill Murray's role is named Lorenzo Music. Oh, the oh the in the cartoon you mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, they played Vapen. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Lorenzo Music was the voice of Garfield on yep. the animated Garfield and yes. Friends show. Yeah. And then years later, Bill Murray played Garfield. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's fascinating. That's really weird. Wow. Whether anyone wants to admit that. Or not. That that's Bill Murray <laughs> once played Garfield. Well, that's the whole Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy, and Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln. That's the same thing. True. Yeah. Ooh. And the and uh, Lincoln died in the Kennedy Theater? No, and... Ford Theater. He died in the Ford Theater. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> Kennedy died in a Lincoln. No, I think it was a Cadillac. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm, uh, someone had this whole, like, fucking comparison of the two, and I, I thought, like, that shit was on there. But uh, I'll double-check both news. of those. I, I, I'll, I'll double-check. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. <laughs> I See, I knew Lincoln, okay? Lincoln, Lincoln and Kennedy were hanging out together, and they both got shot by the same person, okay? Uh, and if, yeah, Lincoln... Anyways, Lincoln Lincoln was shot in Ford's theater and died in the Peterson house, so I don't, yeah. (laughs) Why do you know so much about fucking Lincoln? Google, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Give me one second. And, okay, I'll give you Kennedy. He was in the Lincoln Continental, so you at least had that. Yay! So, all right. (laughs) Anyway, gentlemen, thank you for indulging my BFFs and I and our sharing our selections with you both. And thank you so very much for affording me the opportunity of celebrating such an auspicious milestone in 100 episodes with you all. It has been all I've spoken to everyone about now that I was finally able to share my absolute joy with them. After all, how often is anyone fortunate enough to have the opportunity to hang out and just shoot the shit with their superheroes? Um, Joe Chill, maybe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say, or or um, one of Shazam's friends, probably. Well, I meant Joe Chill, like the guy he shot the shit out of. Oh, but I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I got it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I felt truly blessed, guys, and I'm looking forward to hopefully get the opportunity to hang out with you all again soon. No, <laughs> wait, <laughs> never again. Well, until next time, you all return to Oz for a visit. Stay, yeah, okay. Stay safe, and I'm sending you all so much love and some nice and safe emoji koala bear cuddles from down under. Your cunty correspondent from Oz, J. XXXOOO. I don't know what the fuck that means. Hugs and kisses, moron. I know. I know. Well, the way you said it. I mean, you acted like you didn't actually know. Jay, what do you got? Because you said you had another section for us. 
Okay, well, I know I I know my down south silliness has taken up way too much time on nope. your show already. No, nope. this is but, the show. What are you talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt it was both my koala spondence and mate's mission to take this opportunity to wish the happiest of birthdays to you, Rico, this mm. Saturday the twenty seventh, from all of your degenerates down here in Oz. It was, it was degenerates. Yes, we we take great pride in that name. <laughs> Not delinquent, degenerate. That's that's the degenerates, group. Degenerates. Yes. Well, I don't, I don't even I don't even know what to fucking call my fans for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you would, well, the you, majority. You, of, oh, you would need a fan first, Rico, before you could name them. I got one. She's a fucking degenerate. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got degenerate, not degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go back to praising me. Go for it. Oh, whilst, the major- <laughs> whilst the majority of bars and places to celebrate this most auspicious of occasions may still be closed, I hope you and Steph can find a fun way of enjoying your special day and you'll be spoiled, rotten, and pampered with treats and cheeky little goodies of all kinds. I hope. <laughs> and good luck and good luck at tracking down a birthday cake in this current climate hopefully you have more luck down up there than i had down here trying to find you one this week i'm so sorry buddy i tried to i went everywhere I, i'm saying doesn't it my cake shop's closed my usual cake shop's closed i went supermarkets bakeries oh no no Jay, we, we don't we're not doing he, all of that right he's now only turning 20 He's only turning 29. It's not really that important. So don't worry. Oh, I wanted to get him a birthday cake. I got you one and I wanted Yeah, to but I turned one. I turned 40. Mine was a a, a, a milestone. Rigo's just a lowly 29-year-old. Just. Oh, <laughs> poor baby. <laughs> God, I hope If I'm dep- if I'm this depressed at 29, I I don't know how if I'm going to like make it to 40 the way you're acting, buddy. <laughs> Oh, 30, 30 was a mind fuck for me, so I understand. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. Dude, lin- linoleum is a mind fuck for you. <laughs> no. I'm chrome. Sorry. Not linoleum, chrome. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please remember to take this opportunity now to indulge and enjoy in these last fleeting moments of your 20s, sir. Not to depress you even more than I already have. But this, just like the rest of them from here on out, passes very quickly. So party this year extra hard, eat loads of everything they'll tell you later on causes cancer and cholesterol, and according to your degenerates down here, drink loads more booze. Just no more of those white trash Russians of vodka and Nesquik. (laughs) Please, sir, you've turned Uh. all our stomachs with those drunken rants of yours. Look. Uh, oh, that was it, terrible. It worked, oh, though. It did. <laughs> Total, it was great, but oh, how you downed that. We we were all stunned. I was oh. already kind of, dr- I think I was already kind of drunk. That's what, that's how. Oh, you'd have to be. How, I mean, the, and then you had the Nesquik with it, and then later on, orange juice. Like, oh, oh. my God. Oh, I, I think oh. I just, I think I just <laughs> threw up a little in my mouth, honestly. It was- no, I didn't miss. Wait, 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 I didn't mix mix Nesquik with orange Nothing juice. Together. It was you had the Nesquik and then the the vodka first, and then right. you had the iced tea. I think in the middle was somewhere there, yeah. and then there was another. We had orange juice mixed with it at the end. Oh my god! It was the third. I think it was the same night. Even I don't know, but wow, 
It was so bad. Like, uh, I don't know how your stomach didn't just uh, vomit right there on camera. <laughs> uh, un- unfortunately, that was not at night. That's the fucking sad thing. That, that is uh, an all-nighter of just being up and stupid and drunk and with a camera in front of me. But uh, what, you got, you've, never had, you've never had orange juice and vodka? Yeah, oh, I have screwdrivers on it, but yeah. not with this quick as well. Earlier on, that's no, just... I mean, I mean, oh, yeah, oh. I definitely mix my fucking alcohols, but you know, wow, oh. that toxic. That was here's the thing, and I and I hate that I admit this. Yeah. That was me going out later to get more booze and chaser after it already been drinking. Wow. Oh, we've all got to go with that though. You During the day. Oh, well, that's all right. Well, at least it was still open. See, the problem is when you get drunk and then it happens in the middle of the night and nothing's open. That's where it's shitty. Oh, the girls go nuts at me. You haven't even got one bottle of anything here for me. Oh, bloody hell, have you even got some wine left? But I was was the first customer. Like, (laughs) I I stood out front waiting for it to open. That's how I I was like, I'm not drunk enough, but I'm not sober either. And they sold it to you? Wow. Well, that was well done pulling it off because he, responsible service of alcohol, they wouldn't be able to sell it to you. That's only bars here. Liquor stores don't have to follow that rule. This was a grocery grocery store. This was a safe one. Yeah, in in everywhere but New Jersey and Pennsylvania, you can get in grocery stores. But anyway. Go ahead, Jay. Okay. Take it from uh, take it from the girls. Hangovers hit you way worse after you turn thirty. Worse still after forty. Yep, I can vouch Rico, for that. You, yep, we <laughs> girls very very much wanted to insist on that. New Drink Year's twenty nine. New Year's twenty nineteen is proof of that. Trust me. Oh, Ugh. that was those nuggets. Oh. <laughs> I blame the nuggets personally. So do I. <laughs> Rico, you truly are such a beautiful soul, and you are very blessed to have an incredibly strong, wise warrior standing by your side, thanks to that beautiful other half, Queen Stephanie. Whilst you may present a powerful, almighty roar to the rest of the world, you really are just the sweetest, gentlest pussycat with such a kind, loving, and generous heart. As I said to you this past week, never ever stop sharing that smile-inducing laughter with us all, nor that incredibly talented vocal range of yours, regardless of how many times CJ may roll his eyes at you. We love them all, especially that joker of yours, sir. <laughs> I cannot, we cannot thank you enough for all the humour and cinematic wisdom you impart to us here each week. But I, for one, am eternally grateful to you for pushing your hetero life mate here into making this a weekly party gathering here at Potterskew. After all, where would I get my laughs and, well, my other pleasant erotic sensations as I got <laughs> my way across Sydney to work? <laughs> or relieve my loneliness and boredom through this partyless quarantine period? And who else would have taught us all the poetically hilarious phrase Come guzzling thundercunt, which we now refer to Jojo as <laughs> quite often. <laughs> and if it wasn't for you, Rico. <laughs> See, the sad part is that we can't even take credit for that. That's The writers of Blade get that. We don't even get the credit for that. No, because the actual line is cock juggling thundercunt. Right, but I'm saying 
it was inspired by us fucking was, that lineup. Exactly. We can't really take credit it for was that. A, it was a fuck-up trying to remember a fucking line, so you guys, well, you guys can own that fuck-up. Yeah. No, we give it to you because we never would have come up with it, and it was Ugh. all you. And it was come guzzling Thundercunt, and that's exactly how it stands for us. <laughs> the sad part yes. is she probably. The sad part is she probably wears that as like a badge of honor. Badge of honor, she does. Yep. She loves it. She wants to get a tattooed on her back. Oh my I, god! I, I, if she, if she, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, <laughs> see, you, if she, well, if she's wearing wait, no, that no, honor, wait, Rico, Rico. Uh, look, I'm going to get real bad here, but yeah, honestly, if she's going to get that on her back, she's got to get it written, tattooed in a way so that while she's down there, the guy can read it. <laughs> I think just add a fucking bullseye while you're at it. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> where are you going to put that on her forehead? I mean, like, what the fuck? You have that as a tramp stamp. No, but uh, what is she drinking it in her asshole? <laughs> well, if she has it as a badge of honor, it means she's not swallowing properly. <laughs> it's dribbling on her front. I mean, like, let's be real. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, go ahead, Jay. Just, just move forward, <laughs> please. Trial, but never mind. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> this conversation's gross. Holy fuck! <laughs> Uh, I just want to see how far I could take her to the brink of death, CJ. That's all. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> need a respirator in a minute. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest thank you lies in the concern and pr- this is serious part. This is serious part. All right, we're all being serious. Everyone, everyone, be serious. Shut the fuck up and be serious. <laughs> 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 Uh, right. <laughs> but my biggest thank you, my biggest thank you, lies. <laughs> <laughs> Rico, turn off your camera. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, come back, Rico. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm crying. Okay. But my biggest thank you lies in the concern and protectiveness you have always shown for me, not unlike the big brother I never had. Even though you're half my age. When my BFFs weren't doing such a great job of looking out for me, you always do, sir, even from half a world away. I feel so truly loved and cared for and privileged that I can call you my mate each day. If every, Each day we get to walk this earth and beyond, if you believe in that sort of thing. No. Never stop sharing that gift that is you with us all. After all, that's exactly what I'd be require. I'll be requiring for my main leading man. I've cast you in for the pod play. I've brewed up in this diabolically filthy mind of mine. So, from all of us down here in Oz, your Potterskew fans, friends, and family alike, have a fantastically fun-filled birthday. May every one of those birthday wishes, hopes, and dreams of yours come true, sir. With many birthday koala bear cuddles and much love from us all, your country koala spondent mate Jay. All right, Jay. Well, hey, thank you for that report. We very much appreciate it, and it it really was, um, yeah, it, 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 it was a lot of fun. We had a good time with it. So uh, I can't. Yeah, I don't want to speak for Rico, but I did. Well, thank thank you so much for all the kind words. I I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it, and I. And yeah, this is just is 
be to start out as fan and host and now we're friends and that that you know i choose my friends very carefully so yes it, he does it, it is it is an honor that you would consider me as a friend as much as absolutely. i absolutely absolutely and hit me up on skype or dms anytime you always make me laugh every single time but i'm a lousy i can't type as quick as you do you just wow you're so fast so no i'm not <laughs> Yeah, you are way quicker than me. I see, I'm, I take so long. <laughs> we got to teach you how to do the the voice command, like the the microphone. You talk into it. What I, one hurt? I, I tried one, having my dad do that. That was a fucking nightmare. One hurt all the time, my friend. One hurt all the time. series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50. Washington CW.